Hello and welcome to another episode of the Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin and Quentin. Alright, so today I want to unpack a couple of topics. However, first one I want to get into is the FIBA um, championship results. The U.S. got ousted in the... Um, third round so they didn't even get a bronze medal um, they left with nothing Canada beat them out for the bronze um, so USA teams got a lot of they ended their they went on a three game losing streak at the, at the last they lost to Lithuania they lost to Germany and then they lost to Canada um, so they lost three straight and they ended up at five and three and they got a lot of soul searching to do and a lot of uh things to work out uh, for the Olympics next year, but um, I think they got too many players who are about themselves and not about the team. I think they need to really do some soul searching and think about, um, you know, how they can make the team better, not just how they can shine, right? They've got good players. They just need to work, learn to work together, but there is one thing that I don't know if you knew. Do you know who won the FIBA championships? Uh, Germany? That's right. And do you know what two NBA players played for the Germany team? Franz Wagner and Mo Wagner. That's right. So they both won a championship together, which is pretty cool for two brothers to do that. Um, so that's a pretty good story. Um, those two brothers were playing for Germany and they won the FIBA championships together. So uh, that ought to grow well for, for Franz and probably help him a little bit next year with his NBA game, even though he's, he's a rising star in the NBA now. Um, do you know what else is significant about those two? No. They both played for the University of Michigan. Oh, yeah. Yes, that is correct. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, but no, that is pretty cool for two brothers to win a championship like that. Um, that's always nice to see. Um, I think they that was pretty cool for them to share. You could see it uh, when they won. Those two were, uh, you know, just kind of the way they embraced each other when they won. That was pretty cool. I'm sure their parents enjoyed watching them win a, a uh, championship together also. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, the USA team definitely has some soul searching to do. I know they were missing uh, Paolo Bencaro and Jaron Jackson Jr. there at the end. But, uh, yeah, they got – they that does not bode well for them for the Olympics next year. Uh, what do you think? Um. Yeah, I do think they have some searching to do. Uh, no, I, I don't think they're fit for the Olympics next year. But they do need to uh, do some searching. Uh, no, I. Uh, they need to learn to play some defense too. Yeah, yeah, they've been allowing too much points because uh, against. Against all their opponents, they've they're not really playing defense because Germany tore them up. Mm-hmm. Lithuania. Got after him too. 
Uh, oh, yeah. They, the only thing that helped them against Lithuania is they were able to keep up with them scoring for a little while, but they sure didn't play any defense against those dudes. So yeah, that that just further proves your point of you know no defense with Germany and then again against Canada. Um, you know, Canada just kind of and I know it was an overtime, but I mean Canada almost won by ten points in overtime because they were scoring and getting stops on the U.S. But the U.S. couldn't get stops on them. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean Canada literally shot fifty-one percent from the the floor and forty-five from the three-point line. Yeah, that's that's just proof of how they need to work on their defense. Yeah, for sure. Um, Germany shot fifty cent fifty seven percent from the floor and forty three percent from the three point line. You know, also not you know not good. Um, just go back and look at that. Uh, Franz had 22 points in that game, five rebounds, and Daniel Theus had 21 points and seven rebounds. Um, Mo had 10. Mm. So. And that's 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 not that's more proof of their defense. Yep. You can't just let uh, a player get 22 points, and they. You can't just let two players get 20 points or more in just one game. I did. That that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you gotta uh, definitely play some defense. Um, the next uh, subject I'd like to move on to is, uh, you know. Mr. Joe Burrow just signed his new contract right before the beginning of the season. And so he signed for $275 million with $219 million of that guarantee. He is now currently the highest paid player in the NFL. I think we've seen a trend here of... Uh, it's evolution in the NFL. We talked about it earlier when we talked about the uh, NFL running backs and how their value has gone down. Um, but with the value of the running backs going down, the value of quarterbacks has gone up, right? So now the, the quarterback is seeing the value that running backs were for so long because, you know, for a long time you needed a good running back to win. But now – you just need a good quarterback who can sling it around the field, right? And so you have uh, your top 10 paid quarterbacks right now are all making a ton of money. Joe Burrow is set to make $55 million a year. Justin Herbert makes 52. Lamar Jackson just signed his contract uh, this offseason. He's going to make $52 million a year. Jalen Hurts, $51 million. Aaron Rodgers, $50 million. Uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson, $49 million. Kyler Murray, $46.1 million. Deshaun Watson, $46 million. Patrick Mahomes, $45 million. Josh Allen, $43 million. So, um, and all these quarterbacks deserve it. You know, their ratings 
or when they signed the contracts where, you know, Joe was at 100.4, Herbert was at 96.2, Lamar 96.7, Jalen Hurts 92.2, I mean, Aaron Rodgers 103.6, Russell Wilson 102.2, Kyler Murray 92.5, you know, Deshaun Watson, all were either 90 or above. So, you know, they're definitely earning their pay, but one of the things that that uh, kind of makes me think, though, like, you know, Joe Burrow just signed a contract, and then uh, look at what happened to him and the Bengals today. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about some of those results in, a, in another podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about the NFL results now, but what the Cleveland defense was able to do to him was, you know, they basically shut him down. He couldn't do anything. Yeah, he couldn't do anything against them. Uh, Miles Garrett was getting all over him. You know that he he couldn't do anything about the Cleveland defense. Yeah, and I mean that's not all his fault. You know, it's partly his offensive line, his running backs picking up blitzes, things of that nature. But we've definitely seen a shift in the NFL now, where quarterbacks are the uh, money makers. You know, they're the ones that get the, the huge contracts. You see defensive players here and there get big contracts, but man, nothing like that. $55 million a year. Um, so the NFL is definitely moving towards you know, quarter, quarterback driven league for sure. And it has been for a few years now. Um, you know, you, you got uh, Bryce Young, uh, CJ Stroud, uh, all drafted high, high picks in the draft. You know, uh, teams are starting to draft quarterbacks high if they, you know, put up a lot of passing numbers in college. So, that's the NFL is definitely becoming a quarterback, quarterback led league. What do you think? You think that's good or bad? Um, you know, I think that's good. That's how. That's just how uh, it works. I guess let me ask you this: Do you think that that's do you think it's good that this is happening at the expense of the running backs, though? Um, I, I do think it's good, but uh, for the running backs, it's gonna be, but for the running backs, it's gonna be harsh. It's gonna be tough, right? Yeah, it's gonna. So one of the things it's, it's gonna be tough for them to get paid. And so, so let's talk about that too. So, um, one of the running backs who was unhappy this offseason about his contract, he wanted a big contract was J.K. Dobbins. Yep. And so today, he's he hasn't played a um, full season since he was a rookie, I believe. And so um, he tore his ACL in the uh, preseason, during a preseason workout. Um, the year before last, and last he missed last year he missed the first several weeks of the season, healing from that, and then um, today his first game, uh, he's probably going to be out for a while again because they're pretty sure that he tore his Achilles. Yeah, they said that he was going to be out for the season. So I think that is the the conundrum that running backs run into is they are injured often, um, unfortunately. Uh, and so, 
you know, you do have running backs like J.K. Dobbins that hasn't played a full season. You have Dalvin Cook that's played one full season since he's been in the league since 2016. Um, so, you, it's hard, you know. Um, it's hard to pay those guys. They should be paid. They should be paid well because, you know, they they obviously get a lot of touches. You look at the Christian McCaffreys, the Dalvin Cooks, the Saquon Barkley's. Those guys should be paid. They should be paid based off their touches because, you know, every one of those guys have touched that football 300 times or more a season, either being split out wide, you know, carrying it between the tackles, whatever, whatever their team asks them to do. I think that um, there is a tier to running backs, for sure. And so the top-tier running backs should be paid well. So I think when teams evaluate how they're paying running backs, they should definitely evaluate, you know, what type of running back they are. You know, does that running back bring more to the team than just, for instance, look at Aaron Jones, right, for the Packers. Look what he did today. You know, not only did he have a good uh, rushing day, but he was catching footballs you know, split in a slot or out wide scoring touchdowns, right? So he's multifaceted. Because those are the running backs that, that should be paid at a high clip. Um, nothing against a running back that's a straight run between the tackle kind of guy. But, you know, that's just not the way that NFL runs now, right? If you're going to have the quarterbacks slinging the ball around, then you you got to have that running back who can line up in the slot or even, you know, line up wide and run around and catch a football for the quarterback. You know, that gives the quarterback one more target. Plus, you always get mismatches there, right? Linebackers are going to have trouble guarding or running back on a route. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think that the NFL has definitely evolved. It's a quarterback-driven league. Quarterbacks are making all the money right now. Uh, you know, maybe it evolves again later down the road. But I think for now, you know, running backs are the ones left out in the cold. Um, it kind of it's unfortunate for them, but that's just the way it is. Um, what do you think? Um, I do think that, you know, um, there are some type of running backs that could get paid, but, I mean, um, like you said, pretty much the reason they're not really getting paid is because of the injuries, like, like you said, Dalvin Cook has, has only played one full season since he's been in the league, 2016. J.K. Dobbins hasn't. Um, no, I, I, I mean, this is going to where the NFL is going to evolve uh, into quarterbacks, but like you said, maybe later. Uh, Maybe way later, uh, they will evolve to something else. <clears throat> I mean, for a while there, there were some tight ends that were getting paid because they sure. were, uh, you know, you're, you're looking at your Tony Gonzalez's, your uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski, you know, um, you know, they didn't just line up like traditional tight ends. Like, they could line up wide and, and go out. You know, Jimmy Graham, before his injuries, he was another one that could line up, you know, out wide, not just traditional, you know, tight end. 
across the field. He could actually run routes. You know, you, you have tight ends like that now. Um, and so they started getting paid a lot higher, like like wide receivers. So Yeah. I think everything evolves. And, then, you know, it's gone from, you know, the tight ends. Now it's, it's back to quarterback-driven league. When I was a kid, it was a quarterback-driven league. You know, you had your Dan Marinos, your John Elways, your uh, – Joe Montana's, you know, uh, Brett Favre's, you know, you had these guys who were slinging the ball around the field, you know, Dan Fouts. These, these guys were rolling up, you know, 5,000 yards, you know, they all threw for a 5,000 yard season. Uh, you know, and you had your Tom Brady's, your Peyton Manning's, uh, Drew Brees, yeah, Troy Aikman's, um, you know, all slinging the ball around the field and making money. You know, it's kind of evolved back around to the quarterback being the most important person on the field again. And the most pers- most important person on the field gets paid, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's unfortunate for the running backs. I'm sure at some point it'll come back around. But what I would say to those young kids out there who are running backs, if you want to make the money, um, you, know, you got to do more than just run between the tackles. you got to be able to catch the football because that's, that's what it is. Essentially, you know, each level is going to require. Even in college, you know, they're running more to running backs who line up wide or in the slot. Um, they're looking for multi multi-dimensional athletes, you know, to play running back. So, um, take Michigan for instance. They have Donovan Edwards who can run routes like a wide receiver. You know, um, he's not the only one in college that can do that. You know, you have other running backs that can do that. Um, so. It's definitely becoming a hot commodity now. I, uh, but uh, my personal opinion, I, I think that you know those those type of running backs should get paid. You know, if you, if you like a Najee Harris, if you touch the football three hundred and eighty times a season, you should get paid like it. Like you shouldn't be not getting paid. It's uh, ridiculous for a player to touch the ball three hundred and eighty times. You know. A season and, and not get paid like he's touching the ball 380 times a season. So I do believe there's there should be a tier to that based off you know your production, right? Yeah. Um, because I feel like you know a running back that's it's like a Christian McCaffrey or a Saquon, uh, Saquon Barkley. Barkley or a uh, you know Najee Harris. Like you're Jonathan just as important Taylor. as that quarterback, right? Because you're that safety valve for that quarterback. Without you, that quarterback doesn't look so good. Right, because yeah. that's who he dumps it off to, and you get you know five or ten yards out of it or more sometimes. So, I think you should be paid like you're his safety valve. <laughs> yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, receivers are pretty highly paid too, so they they really don't have any complaints. It's just the running backs are, are being devalued. And so for some, I can see why. Again, you know, guys who are often injured, like Dalvin Cook and J.K. Dobbins and some of these other guys, I get it. You know, why are you going to pay a guy if he doesn't give you at least 16 games out of 17 a year? Right? Yeah. How are you going to pay that guy big bucks? You can't. So I see that, but, yeah, I just – Wanted to take a minute to talk about the uh, man, <laughs> the 
the scale the quarterbacks are being paid at right now. Yeah. And so this guaranteed money, too, is something new for the NFL. Used to, NFL players couldn't get that much. For a while, they couldn't even get guaranteed money. And then after that, they couldn't get that much money guaranteed. Like, that's... Major League Baseball was like that, guaranteed money. The NBA was like that, guaranteed money. But the NFL was not. So they've kind of come around and started guaranteeing contracts for NFL players. So I think it's a good thing. Um, it can also be a bad thing. That's a double-edged sword, right? You guarantee yeah. that $219 million. And then Joe Burrow goes out and gets hurt and can't, can't play another down for you. And you still own $219 million. So, you know, it's a risk you take. Um, but it's business, right? Yeah. That's a risk the owners have to take if they want to win Super Bowls. So, um, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm on the same page with you. I, um, I do think... I think, it's, I think it's about time the NFL caught up to everybody else with the guaranteed money. Go ahead. Yeah, I do think it's about time um, as well for them. Uh, you know, I, I, um, some running backs could get paid high, but uh, uh, it's pretty much ever since Lamar got that big contract. Um, mm -hmm. It started to be quarterbacks being high paid, and then so, came Justin Herbert. Then so that wasn't Lamar. Um, actually, that was you'll have to go back to Deshaun Watson. And oh yeah. Cleveland traded for him and then paid him a huge dumb contract. <laughs> And they weren't even sure if he's ever going to get to play again because you know he was all wrapped up in that sexual, all those sexual harassment suits, right? Yeah. Um, they weren't sure if he was going to be suspended from the NFL and definitely if he was ever going to get paid again. But no, that went to uh, that was Cleveland giving Deshaun Watson that that fat check. Yeah, I mean you never know if the player's going to get suspended or. So after after Deshaun Watson got his payday. Kyler Murray got his. Uh, then Russell Wilson had gotten his when he went to Denver. Uh, then Jalen Hurts got his deal uh, based off the Kyler Murray deal. Uh, and then Lamar Jackson signed. And then obviously now Joe Burrow. So, yeah, that, that chain reaction was started, started by the Deshaun Watson deal, the $46 million. If I'm not mistaken, all 46 million earned 46 million, the 46 million a year. But his contract in its entirety, if I'm not mistaken, is fully guaranteed, no matter what happens to him, by the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah, that's pretty interesting. But yeah, he started that chain reaction. He reset the market for quarterbacks with his contract. And then everybody else follows suit after him. So, uh, yeah, I just think that's, uh, man, times have changed. So, yeah. before that, uh, just to give you a little bit of uh, a 
history here before Joe Burrow's guaranteed $219 million, the most a player in Bengals history was ever guaranteed in a contract was Orlando Brown Jr. in March, and he was guaranteed $31 million. So think about that. Let that sink in for a minute. $31 million. And now Mr. Money Joe Burrow is guaranteed $219 million. $31 million. He's guaranteed $219 million. Yeah, think about that for a minute. (laughs) So just to put some more perspective on this, Joe Burrow had two years and $41 million remaining on his current contract. So this extension won't even take effect yet. So, with his forty-one million left, and then the two hundred seventy-five million they just signed him to, the Bengals will now pay him three hundred and sixteen million dollars over the next seven years, starting this year. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money for just QB. It's also a lot of money to pay somebody when you got to build a team around them. There's the other problem. You got to keep your players and happy and pay them, but you also got to be able to pay people to play with them, right? Yeah. You got to be able to pay some of those defensive players, some of those offensive uh, weapons that you give them. You got to be able to pay all those guys. So it's definitely uh, interesting. I'm interested to see how the, the rest of that's going to play out. But after his game today, boy, he's got a. Uh, He's got some, they got some fixing to do on that offensive line. Yep. After today's game. Otherwise, he won't, uh, it'll almost seem like that contract's silly. On another note, Lamar Jackson had a pretty decent day today. He did Lamar Jackson things. Yep. Justin Herbert had a good day. Uh, All those Jalen Hurts had a good day. They're all earning their contract. Russell Wilson had an okay day. Kyler Murray is out with injury. Deshaun Watson had a good day. Uh, And obviously Mahomes had a good day uh, last Thursday. So, well. Well. His stats were okay. (laughs) He didn't have a good day. He walked out with a loss at home. But um, No, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the FIBA uh, results and kind of how I'm a little disappointed in the U.S. uh, and Steve Kerr. A little disappointed in Steve Kerr. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed as well. I don't think he made the moves that he should have uh, with the roster. I don't think he played the right people together. I think he also has some some searching to do uh, with that team. But yeah, I, I was disappointed with the U.S.'s showing in the FIBA championships. And then I want to talk a little bit about the the quarterback. Uh, contracts recently and how the quarterbacks have been uh, their value has gone up and the running backs value has gone value has gone down uh, is there anything else that you want to uh, bring up before we uh, end this show no no alright well that is all for our show for today We thank you guys for listening. Once again, don't forget, 
file. We have uh, we put our posts. We have a YouTube page now where we post all our episodes. We have a Facebook page where we post all our episodes. Facebook page is under Kevin Quinton. The uh, YouTube page is under the Common Man's Take on Sports. We uh, and then also we're available on most uh, platforms that you can find uh, at podcasts on. So please subscribe uh, and like our shows if you like them. Hit that like button and give us viewership. Uh, again, we thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed your show. You know, we hope that you tune in again next time. Um, thank you.